0: I was reminded this week of the importance of being thankful, of practicing gratitude. And, and that, at least for me, it takes practice. I'm just not instantly always thankful. That, and I've, I've gotten to the point where as things happen, I try to just remember to say thank you to the Lord as soon as it happens, because if not, I'll definitely forget, you know, by the end of the day or, or whatever, but just as, and, and it can be little things, uh, you know, something, you know, happens nice, you know, you're in a hurry and you find a, a parking spot at Walmart right by the front door, uh, you know, oh, thank you, Lord, like, just remembering to be thankful and, and to practice being thankful. And and it's sometimes harder on some days than others. Last night, we were, we were having a... Well, I was having a rough night because I was trying to go to bed. I try to get to bed early on Saturday nights because I wake up on, early on Sunday. And we uh, we had, had, have just moved, if you didn't know. We, we don't live on 2nd Street anymore. Uh, we live on Orchard Street now. Um, but... We, but there was a toilet that, that got clogged up and we couldn't find the plunger because it must be packed somewhere. God, well, you know, God knows where it is, but I don't. And uh, so I, I thought, well, maybe we left it at 2nd Street. So I ran back to 2nd Street. It wasn't the 2nd Street. So I went to Dollar General. It wasn't, and they don't have any at Dollar General on the way out of Dollar General. I dropped my phone, cracked my phone. And then I had to go to Walmart, and then at that point, it's like 10 o'clock, and then, you know. And, but even in those times, you know, when you find the plunger at, at Walmart, and, you know, the clog goes down, to, to remember to say, thank you. It takes practice. Velvet Morris sent me a, a quote from the, a book called The Book of Mysteries uh, by Jonathan Kahn this week and it references this scripture passage Luke 9:12 through 17 Late in the afternoon the 12 came to him and said send the crowd away so they can go get to the surrounding villages and countryside to find food and lodging because we're in a remote place here Jesus said you give them something to eat They answered we only have 5 loaves of bread and two fish unless we go buy food for all this crowd about 5000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. So the disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And, and this is the quote from the book that she sent me. You don't look at how little you have or how big your problem or how impossible the situation is. You don't panic, you don't complain, and you don't get discouraged over not having enough. You take the little you have, whatever good there is, no matter how small or inadequate it is, and you do what messiah did you lift it up to the lord and you give thanks for it and the blessings you have will multiply in not in the world than in your heart give thanks whatever you have no matter how much or how little give thanks for even what is not enough and it will multiply to become what is enough and what is more than enough. So, I thought this morning we would just start our time of testimony by giving thanks. So, does anybody have anything to share uh, of just being thankful for what the Lord has done for you, either today, this week, in your life, over time? What are you thankful for this morning?
1: this is really small and it probably won't mean anything to you if you don't hunt okay I'm losing my hearing of course most of you know I wear hearing aids and if you talk to me much you know I go huh and nod my head a lot and I don't know what's going on well, sometimes uh, anyway I was hunting yesterday and I was with a friend and his friend has ears like a bat. He can hear a pin drop a mile away. We're out sitting in a turkey blind. I can't hear the turkeys gobbling. They are so far away. He looks at me and I look at him and he goes, do you hear that? I said, I hear what? He said, do you hear that? I said, I don't hear nothing but bird, you know birds singing next to me and the cows are walking along. We're in a pasture field. I don't hear nothing. So he said, start calling. So I call, and I keep calling, and pretty soon I finally hear a a turkey. And he comes in, and I shoot, and I get this turkey. Well, we're high-fiving out there in the field, and he looks at me again, he said, do you hear that? And I says, hear what? He goes, I hear another turkey. I said, you gotta be kidding me. I said, get in the blind. So he goes back and gets in the blind. I still don't hear this turkey. He says, start calling. So I start calling. 20 minutes later, here comes two turkeys in. And he shoots and gets it. I am thankful that in my my walk and in my path of life, that I got a friend that likes to hunt turkeys as much as I do, that his hearing is a whole lot better than I have, that I can still go hunting and get a turkey. And I know that's small. But I am thankful for it because I was out in the woods yesterday. It was fabulous. We were in a place that was just absolutely beautiful. We were sitting under a dogwood tree that's in full bloom. I was in the blind and it was it was awesome. So I thank you, Lord, for sending me somebody who can hear good and I can't hear, but we still had a good time. And I am thankful for that.
2: Awesome.
0: coming on over. So, um, I actually have a huge praise. After 83 years, my father was saved and baptized. Hey! That's awesome. That's man, that's, that's huge. Anybody else? Thing I I found myself thankful for this week is a 14 year old son who can h- help move. He's taller than me now, and <laughs> from from things we've carried, I think he's maybe stronger than me too. A couple times he's like, "Dad, I'll get it." I was like, "I was like, no, this is a two man job, Dad. I'll just get it." So I'm thankful for for that. Anybody else? What are you thankful for? I'll tell you another thing I've been thankful for. I've been thankful to see Cart here because he has been taking care of his mom and been praying for her, and she's getting better and uh, continuing to get better, and we're continuing to pray, and it's nice to see Cart here. Anybody else? All right, well, let's stand and we'll sing a little bit more. Be seated. So this week in my in my Bible study time, I ran across this interesting tidbit um, that in in Acts it tells us that that Paul met Priscilla in Aquila in Corinth. And if you know the the Bible story very well, Priscilla and Aquila became pretty big supporters of Paul. In Acts eighteen verse two, it says, "There he met a Jew named Aquila, the, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome." Now, Claudius was uh, one of the emperors, one of one of the Caesars over the course of Rome. And Claudius, around the end of his reign, ordered all of the Jews out of Rome. And so that's why Priscilla and Aquila eventually got to Corinth, because they were from Rome, and he, he kicked them out. But not long after that, in AD 57, Claudius was killed by his wife, uh, Agrippinina. And uh, she, was, she poisoned her husband, as happens, I guess, uh, in, in that time. And Nero becomes emperor. And then Nero allows Jews to come back into Rome. And because of what happened in Acts chapter 2, the Holy, Holy Spirit comes, and there are people from all over, uh, one of those places being Rome, people went back to Rome, began a church. Now, here's the interesting thing. Paul wrote the book of Romans in AD 57, which is three years after Christians were allowed back. He wrote the letter to Rome in AD 57 when he met Priscilla and Aquila, who were still living in Corinth, but who were from Rome. And scholars believe that it was Priscilla and Aquila that encouraged Paul to write a letter to the church and their friends back in Rome. So here's, the, here's my thought with that. Had Claudius not kicked all of the Jews out of Rome so that Aquila and Priscilla had to go to Corinth, Their path and Paul's path maybe would never have crossed. Had Claudius not been murdered so that the Jews and Christians could come back and start a church in Rome, we might not ever have gotten the book of Romans. Had some pretty bad things not occurred, we might not have been given the blessing of having the book of Romans and verses like Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans five eight. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans ten nine and ten. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. In Romans ten thirteen, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Romans road that has led hundreds of thousands of people to Christ over the years. God had used bad situations, racism, Claudius kicking the Jews out of Rome. He didn't want them there. Jews being forced out of their homes, having to become refugees, going to live other places. Murder. God used some pretty bad things to pave the way for a piece of scripture to be written and to have the circumstances and the pieces of people pe- puzzle the puzzle of people's lives to come together for these things to happen. Had had Claudius not been murdered by his wife, there would be no church in Rome for him to write to. And so I was just reminded that sometimes, even though maybe God doesn't cause a bad situation, God will take a bad situation and use it in a way that only he can. And somehow through the miracle and foreknowledge and, and of God. Take a bad situation and use it for good. Or as Joseph, who is somebody who is no stranger to trouble, said in Genesis 50-20. As for you, you meant it evil against me, but God meant it for good. So, I was wondering, is there maybe anyone here who could share how God has taken a bad situation or a difficult time in your life and was able to create good from it? And you want to give glory to him right now, And maybe encourage somebody else's faith who's going through a hard time right now and wondering if anything good can come out of this. So, is there anybody that that maybe has a, a testimony to share along those lines of how God used a bad situation, brought you through a tough situation, but because you went through that, God has used that in some way in your life. To maybe bring him glory, or to be able to minister to other people, or or anything like that. Anybody have a a testimony along those lines this morning? I'll give you a minute to think.
3: Um, So this one's not like super dramatic, but. You know, one thing uh, we teach our kids is that, you know, being thankful and in, in even the very small things like we just talked about and in, in seeing God in some of the small things. But um, so uh, I'll go to the end of the story. We got a new oven this week. OK, let's back up to uh, early this year. Um, and it's just we saw everything come together once we got that oven. So. This seems silly, but we'll see God in this here. Um, So early in the year, I typically... I I do um, some, like, web hosting for people, and I invoice them at the beginning of the the year. And it's usually around February that I send it. Um, Because last year happened, I didn't send out invoices to any of the people that I do web hosting for, just as kind of a, you know, to give them an extra... Because they're all small business kind of people. And so this year... I said, you know, I'm invoicing. I'm invoicing again, but I'll I'll extend that offer, whatever that is, uh, to you again. If you want to pay, you can. If not, if you can't afford it, please invest your money somewhere else. Um, So, I sent one to this one person, and typically, this person sends it back within a couple weeks. Well, I hadn't heard anything from them. so we've had this stove in our house that's older than me. It's actually my parents' stove they bought before I was born. So it's, you know, 38, 39 years old. Um, and it still works, but some things, you know, you couldn't quite get the temperature right on the oven, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, so friends of ours had, actually it was my uh, in-laws had one um, that was newer. And we're like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and move that in. So we brought it in, and, you know, two months later it's, dead. I turned it on and poof a smoke out the back. Um, So we're like, oh man, now here we are again, because that other stove is long gone, even though I know it would have lasted another 50 years. Um, But so, uh, yeah, so we need another oven. So we start looking again. Of course, we don't really. Appliances are like cars to me. They're just a waste of money. So I try to find something used that's good enough. Um, So anyway, as we're looking... I get a check in the mail from this man that I had invoiced. And basically the same time that I, we get this check, I find uh, a, a stove for less than the amount that I got in the check, but the the extra was for all the parts that I needed to put this in. So basically it came in at the right time where if we would have had it earlier, we probably would have spent it on something else, then we'd be you know scrounging up money to buy this used stove. Um, but anyway, all that to say is, like, w- when we saw all these things come together, we're, like, telling Oliver, like, man, don't you see how God, you know, even though it seemed like it was a bad thing that, it, you know, we didn't get this check from this man from this at this time, but, like, God said, you know, you're not good at saving money, so just, I'll keep this until you need it, and it, and it provided for me, but it, again... Seeing God in that, seeing Ollie's li- eyes light up when he sees all these things together. And he's like, yeah, and I see God doing this and that. And, you know, and the more we see God in those smaller things, the more we'll see him in those big times where you know, hopefully it's not as bad as, as someone dying in your life. But you know, that happens to all of us. So, um, but seeing how God can even use those terrible moments in our life to, to bring his good to us. So
0: there you go. Anybody else? All righty. Well, we'll go ahead and, and do another song of worship. So if you want to stand with me.
2: Oh still